right, wait, wait a minute, wait, ma'am. This is uh... now, now we are live. We are live. No, and live. Welcome. We're live. Welcome. Welcome everybody to Podcasters Unleashed. This is the weekly live stream with a group of podcasters from all over the world with real podcasters, real stories, real topics. And this week we're talking leadership. I'm joined this week with Howler from Women With Stories. Hi, Howler from Egypt. And we've got Matilda from Coffee With Matilda. We're also joined by Victor from Dias Diaspora Entrepreneurs Podcast. And we've got Nelson, Investing in America. South Florida. <laughs> yeah. And we've got Simon. Hi. So, guys, what comes to mind when you hear the word leadership? Howler, what comes to mind? Um, hi, guys. Well, I don't know. I had a lot of adjectives and things. I, I thought about a lot of words. But the first thing that came to mind is, like, being a team player and have this strong sense of integrity because like I put myself as a leader and I think if I don't have this sense of integrity I can't convince people and people won't trust me so where, the first word that comes to my mind is uh, having a strong sense of integrity okay and Matilda what comes to your mind uh, I'm I mean I would love to have a great leader with that emotional intelligence. I think they have to have a, uh, amazing confidence and charisma. I think that's very important for a great leader. Hello? Yes, I think um, Carla's got a little connection challenge, it looks like. So we move on to Victor then. Yeah, what comes to mind when it comes to leadership is just pure responsibility and accountability. That is what comes to mind when I when um, when I see the word leadership. Okay, so you're more on the more serious end. And what yeah, about you? Know, you know, when I think of the word leadership, um, I guess the first word that comes to my mind is accountability. Uh, a, a leader is accountable. Um, a, a leader can delegate a lot of things except their leadership uh, role. And and I make a big distinction between accountability and responsibility. To, to me, those are two different things. Um, uh, responsibility, I can delegate. Accountability, I can never delegate that. Okay. So that's what comes to mind for me. All right, and Simon, what about you? I'm with Nelson. I the first thing comes with responsibility. Excuse me, responsibility of others. Um, it's not just about yourself. Excuse me. It's about the the collective team and how you're going to progress and how you're going to manage people. Um, that's what comes to mind for myself. Okay, and I would say, yeah, it's a combination of all of those things. I love what Nelson, what you said about accountability not being able to be delegated. 
I never thought of it like that. And I, I think that's a really great point, actually. Um, and um, Matilda mentioned about charisma. I think if if you'd have asked me a long time ago about leaders, I would say that need to have charisma, but I think, no, I don't think they need to have charisma as much. Um, I think we've had enough charismatic leaders um, and they don't always follow through. Well, I have, uh, I can talk about why I believe charisma is very important. Yeah, go ahead. Tell us why you think charisma is, because I'm not with you on that one. <laughs> Yeah, because I believe like Martin Luther King was a great leader and he has a fascinating charisma. And, uh, uh, you know, he didn't want to win his, um, the people who were his followers because they were already on board. He was winning the hearts and minds of American public. And, uh, a, and he was creating a worldwide following. So, that was, that's the, if you want to have a revolution, if you want to change something fundamentally wrong in a society, you need to have a strong and a fascinating charisma. Otherwise, your voice and your ideas won't be mattered that much or it won't be followed that much. Maybe. Yeah, I think you do have to have some characteristics that will make people follow you. The thing I think about charisma, though, is I think that some people have it naturally. It's just in their personality. Um, and it's genuine, whereas other people, I think that it's not real. I think that charisma is something that you can pretend that you have and you can mislead people, or you can have another characteristic that maybe looks like natural charisma. I don't know. Yeah. I think uh, his speech about I have a dream, I mean, I, I think if you don't have a charisma, you couldn't deliver that kind of a speech. And uh, I don't think any, I mean, I feel 90% of human beings right now alive, they know about the speech. So I, I don't think if he didn't have that level of a charisma, he would get to that level. I don't know. Yeah. Do you think it's the fact that the person has charisma or they're just telling the right message at the right time? which gets everybody motivated. I mean, uh, lot of, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people, they shared great ideas in our time, but who followed them? For you to be inspired by, by someone, that, that needs a little bit of a charisma. Otherwise, a lot of people could have been a great leaders. I mean, a lot of people are great human beings. They have great ideas. Uh, maybe they are disciplined. They have lot of good qualities, but are they a great leader? What makes them to become a different level? I think it's the charisma. Uh, otherwise, you might not be seen or heard that much. So in terms of leaders, what, what do you think about the leaders that we've been seeing um, in our time and the leaders that we've got around the world at the moment? Simon. If you're talking politicians, um, I wouldn't really want to comment. <laughs> but if you're talking like, I think being ex-military, you've got some people who, who can inspire you to put your life on the line and um, put your life on the line with people of different walks of life and, um, you know, and for a cause that you don't really believe in necessarily, but you're just doing it for a paycheck or whatever. So um with, with, with a, it's probably a bit of controversial but i think from my own personal experience it's like 
I've seen some, <coughs> excuse me, I've seen some people very good, and I feel that this person will do will not ask me to do anything that they won't do. <coughs> and this person has a way of communicating to me in a way that I can understand what they want and that we can be on the same page, if you see what I mean. So um, that would be um, my, excuse me, that would be my answer to that question. Sorry. Okay. And Howler, what, what do you think about our leaders or not our workers, not mine, but <laughs> the leaders that are around at the moment? I agree with Simon. I, 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 won't, I don't want to talk about politics. However, politics really, the first time they have really good intentions. They want to do great things in the world, but I think they don't have all the power to change it. So they get in the trap with different kind of corruption and conflicts of interest. So they are really in the trap that they can't really do good things for the people. So they always claim they want to do good things, but they achieve another thing. So I think this is a strong point uh, that we need to talk about. But for yeah. me, like real reader, leaders for me are those who have like a real impact on my life. Those who I know uh, personally and not just leaders that they rule the country. Yeah, so also there is a difference between a politician yeah. and a leader. Not necessarily just because you're a politician, you are a leader. And that's maybe one of the problems that we've had um, yeah. in recent generations is we make the assumption that our politicians are leaders. Matilda, what do you think? What are your thoughts on the leadership that we've been seeing in our lifetime? Um, I don't know about our lifetime. I don't think I, I see a good leaders. I don't know. Uh, I'm looking at a lot of politicians lately, and I feel like, um, I mean, Ch Churchill, Winston Churchill was a, one of the greatest one. He was like a lion, and um, he was very bold leader, and he was able like to create for himself um, like a seat of honor in a modern history. I think. You had different styles that our leaders right now don't don't have it, and I wish they would have it. Um, he had a great moral. He he had what he was making people to be motivated, and follow her his ideas and vision. I don't know who has it now. I mean, Erdogan doesn't have it clearly. Uh, Trump doesn't have it. I don't know. Uh, I don't have a. I don't even have, I don't think even Macron has it. I don't think the leaders right now are qualified, to be honest. Okay. And that's why where we are right now, we are in this critical point of history because our leaders are not, um, you know, they don't have the standards maybe. Yeah, okay. So Victor, are you gonna back that up or you've got a different point? What do you, what do you think about current leadership? Um, yeah, what I think what, what I think about leadership right now, uh, from what I've seen so far, comparing um, the UK and Nigeria, the last the last president of Nigeria, Good Luck Jonathan, to me was a great leader. Why? Because he had to like set to put aside his personal interest and make sure that the interest of the people of Nigeria came um, was before his own personal interest. 
So he was a good leader to me. He was a good leader. He showed great responsibility. He showed that he can see uh, elections. It's a great deal in Nigeria. So it is like winner takes all in Nigeria. So it's no, we share this, we share that. No. When you become the president of Nigeria, you take you you sit down on everything, both the mineral resources and everything, hundred percent. But he had to like on his first tenure, he did not he lost the election. And in the history of Nigeria, he had to like call his his um, his his rival, the winner, and like congratulated him. That has never happened in the history of Nigeria. Instead, it will go to court, from court cases to court cases. But he said, you know what? I've lost. Congratulations. And he bowed out peacefully. So that is a leader to me when it comes to politicians. And apart from that, I believe we, these days, we shouldn't discount ourselves. We'll just be looking at politicians as leaders or uh, ministers uh, in the churches as leaders. But we should start looking towards ourselves to be, um, as in personal leadership, that's what I'm trying to say. So we should start looking at like how we came about this um, this podcast. We have different leaders driving different parts of this, um, of this setup that we have right now. So I think that we have leaders in ourselves, but when we start looking outside for leadership, I think 95, 96% of them are not working on integrity. Okay, I'm right. And, and Nelson, what do you think? What What do you think about the current leadership? Um, you know, there's different types of leaders, right? I mean, from <clears throat> the, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a step back. Um, Matilda mentioned charisma, right? So. Uh, the, everybody needs some type of charisma, whether it, it doesn't have to be a, a show the whole time. I mean, sometimes people fall for that and they like that, right? I mean, it's it gets people up and they want to be entertained, right? Just like in the Romans, they would have the gladiator fights to entertain people. And that's yeah, a strong leader. I mean, you know, and they would have somebody else fight and he's so strong. Um, guess what? No more Roman Empire, right? So, um, so you do have to have some type of a charisma to get people to uh, follow you. Um, and um, because it, it'll, it'll get people to, to follow uh, you, but then you have to mix that in with uh, strong accountability. Um, the integrity part is always tough, right? Why? Because integrity is a relative term, right? Integrity, I mean, we use it, but is it really a value? For example, Integrity could be weak. Uh, he's a person of integrity. So we, we have to have something to value it against, something to measure it against. Um, and, um, and then the other thing is to be able to make um, some short-term decisions that might be painful and long-term decisions that'll be painful, but that those long-term painful decisions or actions or consequences, you have to have some charisma, have to have the ability to influence people for the long term, maybe long after that person is no longer a leader, quote unquote. Okay. Um, so that's almost like a legacy leadership, right? Um, I, I, I think we have a challenge now because people are looking for the short term hit of 
what's popular, uh, people like that. But the average person doesn't really have a long-term approach, long-term thinking. It's almost like a, uh, like a, almost a, like a table to mouth or I don't know what that expression, um, hand, to hand, hand to mouth. Yeah. Not, not like a, a long-term approach. So there I have to agree with what Victor's saying is that we have to have our a kind of an own compass to go forward. I mean, it's great when the overall leaders are doing that, but sometimes they're not. And a politician by default is a leader. Um, whether they live up to that or not, that's a different story. Um, so for example, Winston Churchill, right? I mean, he took a long-term approach he took the hard road. Uh, he made England, because that empire was almost gone, okay? He made them take the hard, hard approach. And um, he made England go through the toughest times. And for his problems, he was not reelected, right? I mean, he wasn't reelected, 1948 or whatever it was, that election. He was out. So a leader has to be ready to deal with a... Um, an ungrateful populace, I guess, or un un people being ungrateful for doing the right thing. He has to, or she has to be ready for that unpopular decision. Yeah, that's so. a great point, actually. You can never be a perfect leader in the eyes of the people, can you? And I suppose that's why there has to be some other kind of judgment as to whether or not a person is a leader. I just want to pick up on a couple of comments that we had coming in. So, um, Frederick uh, says that good leaders are excellent communicators, subject matter experts and optimists by nature, resilient, transparent and can provide a clear vision and purpose. So I think there's some really good words in there um, that uh, anyone aspiring to be a leader could probably take on board. There was also another co comment from Jay um, and she mentioned about spirituality um, and that's something that maybe we don't really hear about in relation to leadership. But I, I thought of that. And when she's put the comment up, it made me think about what um, Paula said about power in the beginning. The problem is, and there is Jay saying as well, again, about humility um, and they're beyond their ego. But I, my personal opinion is that spirituality has something to do with that because I think power corrupts people. Um, and unless they've got some kind of universal anchor that's, that is staying with them and with people regardless of what changes take place, I don't think that it's very easy to maintain that balance as a leader because I think that we don't know what kind of pressures they face internally and externally and why they become corrupted by power. But I just wonder what you guys think about, you know, the characteristics that maybe come from something higher, like spiritual beliefs, it, not necessarily religion, but religion can help some people when it's grounded in the right spiritual beliefs. Have you got any thoughts on that and how that would link into good leadership? Um, Matilda, I see you waving. Yeah, I have, but you know, <laughs> so I want to tell you, Carla, and I want to challenge you here. You know, when we look at back to the history, for example, uh, history of, I don't know, France or England or Italy, we had all these amazing leaders some of them not amazing, and they were very connected with religion, with Christianity. They killed a lot of people. They were they believed in something, but still they did they did a lot of bad things as well. I don't know if spirituality is. Um, I don't know spirituality. We know a lot of people who are spiritual, but 
I don't think their values and morals sometimes are messed up. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't go with spirituality for a leader because I don't know. Lots yeah, of leaders right now. They are. They are. Uh, they took us in a very wrong direction, and they have some sort of religion belief or spirituality belief, but they they lead us in the wrong direction. Okay. What are your thoughts? Nelson? Yeah, I mean, my okay, so my, again, there's religion and the spirituality, right? And to me, I guess we have to define spirituality the same way we define integrity, because that's a person of integrity. What the hell does that mean, integrity? I mean, right? Right? It's like when a, like when a piece of metal, right, they have a, a plane falls out of the sky and they test the, the metal on the plane, right? And it says, its integrity fell apart. That's the in, that's its integrity. I mean, if it's good integrity or bad integrity, whatever that integrity is, that's what that is. It's, it's a not property. a good or a, yeah, it's, 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 it's like Pro neutral, yeah, right? The properties have failed. That's what it's saying. Right. Yeah, but but that's that's its integrity. So if a person is a double crosser, that's their integrity that that's it it's not a more or less that's what it is so and and when it comes to spirituality and religion there's religion and then there's kind of like is this something that's afforded to everyone that to me is kind of spirituality right we got to got to define it right and to me i'm you know prior military regardless of a person's um religion right that spirituality can 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 transcend so, for example, um, there's a story I remember, uh, a leadership story. There was this pilot. He was an Israeli pilot. He got shot down in the 1973 Arab-Israeli war. The Egyptian shot him out of the sky. He was in an Israeli, uh, excuse me, Egyptian prison. And his Egyptian uh, captor, right, the guy, the jailer, would take care of him. And they would say, why are you taking care of this guy? Like, extra attention. He said, he could be my son. And he would actually give him like extra food, extra water, extra medical care. That's spirituality. He said, I, you know, he shot down. His war is over. At the same time, he could be my son. And uh, that to me is, is spirituality. Him saying, that guy could be my son. It's, it's you know, also it, believing it, in... Sorry, go on. No, no. no. It, it, and, and then there's examples like that across the board. Unfortunately, there's not more examples, right? um there's um so it's it's that thing that regardless of what that is versus a person could be very religious and i think that's what matilda was uh was getting to they're very religious but they kill everybody else right so is is that you know i always got to ask my you know if there is a god and i believe that there is but what what where in heaven or where does god put that individual right he says, because oh, those are the people it. you killed, those are the people you killed, Th those were my creation too. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know if spirituality means humanity. I think, yeah, but uh, there are some spiritual human beings. I think there are leaders in India right now, spiritual leaders like uh, Emma, Amma. I mean, they do crazy things. But I know could. some crazy things they do. One second, just to kind of wrap this thing up here from my side. So the leadership part was when that jailer, when they said, why are you giving this guy extra attention? He says, because he could be my son. That's leadership. 
that's kind of a leadership under an adverse condition where people, you know, because it wasn't popular, you know, it wasn't to say to take care of this guy and then say he could be my son. But it's also sending so, a message because it, he, you could say it's about karma as well. You know that your other, your son may be a fighter pilot as well. If he gets shot down, you'd want someone to look after him the same way you're looking after this man. So you'll do your best with this man in hope that anybody on the other side is going to treat your son the same way. It's age yeah. old thing. Yeah, it could be what? karma, but to actually put it into action and say it and do it when it's not popular. It's it's a whole. I mean, that's you know everybody's a badass when you know things are nice and everybody you know, but when the chips are down, that's when we see leadership. And Nelson, I'm going to add something very recent right now that happened in Armenia. Armenia and I mean, uh, Garabagh and Azerbaijan are in a fight, and Armenian soldiers they found an Azerbaijani uh, soldier that was wounded. So they put it in the hospital, they did a surgery on him. And then an Azari soldier found the Armenian soldier and they cut his head and put it and to the, took a picture of it. So see different mindset and spirituality or religion. I don't know, no, but there's extremists. So, no, sorry. I have to jump in there, Matilda. Remember, it's individuals. It's not yeah. just because of someone what yeah. they believe or whatever, it's still individuals. Because you know, I don't know the issue and of culture and as well, and culture, well, yeah, that well. plays the yes. same, but still, humanity, regardless of the cultural background and the race and all of that kind of thing, you're always going to get some good people, as you always, you always get some bad people, yeah. you'll get some bad people who've been on the battlefield too long and they're just into lobbing off heads. And some other people will say, I've been on the battlefield at the same time, but I just want peace. So, as if any opportunity, I'm gonna show love to a captive in, in a decent way, of course, and um, things like that. I think culture plays a very big role here. I don't know, it's, uh, it's, got, it's a very big role here. If you look at the history of certain countries having fights with each other, you will see how they are fighting. Some of them are fighting dirty and it comes with the culture or what they're teaching their uh, people, you know, what the leaders are teaching the people. From a young age, I would say yeah. I'd say no. I'd disagree to that because I one I'd ask you without diverting to define fighting dirty. When you are losing and your life is on the line, you do what's necessary to win, regardless Excuse of your me? culture. No, no, no. Yes. No. Yes. No. 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 Listen, yes. there are right yes, now yes, yes. Armenian soldiers, <laughs> but they are being captivated and they are being killed humiliated and killed the most ugliest way possible and why yeah. is that because because for example Azari leaders told their children and children like they're teaching this in their schools that Armenians are bad you have to hate them you have to do this 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 but in for example you come to an Armenian culture Armenians don't teach hate to their children so when a soldier dies they even do a ceremony for him I mean the enemy dies so you so, see how different cultures look at a problem differently. And this comes from the leadership. When Erdogan and Aliyev, they do, they have, they're yeah, not but good I, leaders. I, I, they I, guess, I, I guess, Matilda, the, the, the question is, right, it's like a different parts, right? Because one thing is 
is when um is do people do it in the act right because that's kind of a type of that's almost like a moral courage right you talked about emotional intelligence it's almost like moral courage because the person has to be morally courageous to say nah that's wrong we're not going to do that right that that's difficult yeah. it's like putting money in front of certain people right unless there's contracts and all this stuff so that takes a certain amount of moral courage and um and then the next thing is is what happens afterwards right what happens afterwards do they say hey look you know that should not have happened or i could have done this or did they actually do something so again i go back to that one jailer right that took some moral courage for him to do that okay that took moral courage um it and then we could say well you know they didn't know how they were brought up i can tell you right now just about every nazi or every or every Japanese general or admiral after World War II, they were trying to hide evidence because they knew it was wrong. They knew they would be held accountable. Okay? So they just, knew that was wrong. Just like um, Abu, is it Abu Ghraib or what the yeah, Americans Abu did? What the Americans uh -huh. did, well, they knew that they didn't want that shown because they knew it was immoral. It doesn't mean all Americans are bad. It doesn't mean all Armenians or things are bad. It just means that some people, some people lose the plot. Victor, what are your thoughts on that, on the spirituality and the connection between spirituality and good leadership? I, 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 and, and you know what? As, as a matter of fact, just, to, just, just, just let, Victor have the, let Victor okay. just, and then we'll come all back right. to some of those points after. I think spirituality and power should, should not define a good leader. The spiritual, the spiritual aspect should be taken aside. It should be, it should, it should not be displayed, because where I am right now in Nigeria, there's so much spiritual, this spiritual, that, but it does not, it does not make them good leaders. When it comes to a public sphere, when it comes to the public sphere, when it comes to looking after the vast majority, because we have different tribes, we have different religion in Nigeria, we have different ethnicity in Nigeria, so. Being spiritual as a Muslim or as a Christian or um, or the African spiritual the African spiritual practice should it doesn't follow when you go to the next village or when you go to the next city. So when you see the practice there, you're like, okay, I'm spiritual, I'm this, I'm your leader, but I don't I don't want this. That sends a wrong message. So spirituality should be on the background, not should not for me personally should not be. Um, should not be one of the characteristics of being a good leader. Okay, all right. I, I, I want to hear, Howla, what, what, why do you think it's so hard to lead well then? Because it's clearly not easy, whether you're spiritual, not spiritual, whatever your background, it's not easy to lead. So why do you think it's so hard, Howla? Unmute yourself, Howla. Sorry. Well, I think about I think that they don't set good intentions in the beginning because leaders, if they had good intentions, they won't lead people with fear or with other things. So I think like leaders who um, uh, has like bad intentions to destroy something in the society, they will lead with fear and they will lead with religions and they will lead with something else. So I think it's the good intentions to make good things in society that's what makes, for me, that's what 
will work. Okay, for, for and Nelson, I know you were trying to say anything. Can you can you add anything to that? What? Why is it so hard for people to lead well? Um, first of all, we have to define what leading well is, right? Um, right. We we got to define what is leading well. If a person has to make and take the unpopular decisions, unpopular actions. During that time, that person will be highly criticized. They're a bad leader, horrible, this and that. And sometimes a good leader is going through the difficult times with the people that you're leading. You got to go, I mean, to me, it's I got to go through those tough times with them. Okay, up until the end. Um, if I'm not going through with them, then, yeah, you know, it's going to be a difficult leader, a, a difficult time. Um but I, so leading again, I'll use Winston Churchill. I mean, that to me is the best example. Uh, I mean, England was just getting its butt kicked by the Germans day in, day out. And he was there the whole time. And he, I mean, at 1945, April 1945, there were British soldiers in Berlin, okay? And I think 1948, the next election, he got voted out. So a, a leader has to be willing to go through and eat shit for for the overall cause, knowing that at the end he or she might get canned. But guess what? Today we're not talking German. So thank you, that leader that went through a tough times, who got canned at the end. So um, I guess we have to take a long-term approach to that. And as far as the spirituality aspect, um, is that something that, and then that goes back to the charisma, right? The people that can put the good show and, you know, the song and dance and, oh, I'm so holier than this versus is this something that I'm going to apply to my village, the next village, the village that doesn't have my same values, but I'm going to respect them. Is that something that's going to go across the board? That, that to me, I think is the spirituality we're talking about, you know, um, not I, it looks nice and pretty and I'm going to wear a robe and, you know, and, and have incense or something, um, you know, like that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I agree with that. And in some parts, but I think for me, I think spirituality has a lot to do with it because I think that part of the reason, and I'm not talking about religion here. I think religion is a separate issue. Religion is how you practice your spirituality. And, and we know what controversy that's caused in the world for generations. But I think, as Victor said, spirituality is something that you practice in private, but the effects of the spirituality and how well it's working should be evident in public. And I think for leaders, what Howler said about the intention, you need to know what your intention is behind your spiritual practice, what you're trying to achieve, but also how that's going to play out in your everyday behavior and the way that you act as a leader. So that's how I would see the connection. Before we start wrapping up, guys, we've got one more question that I want to talk about. Wait, wait, um, Carla, can I just, just interrupt you there, please? Don't, don't. All right, see. then. Yeah. Only what, yeah, yeah. You see, um, Carla said something about intentions. Most politicians or most leaders, they start off with good intentions. If you speak to them one-on-one, -on -one, great intention. They just want to change the world. So my thing is, what is it that when they get to number 10 down in the street, or when they get to the Arsu Rock, or when they get to the White House, that makes them flip? Because I think Paula also said, she also mentioned the two things that I that we all know it is. We can oh, someone said business now. 
Yeah, big it's business. Power and corruption. Yeah, it's power and corruption. If big business didn't sponsor politics, then you wouldn't be indebted. It's like the mafia sponsoring you to get what you want. Get a business. You're going to forever having to let them eat at your restaurant, even though you may be trying to feed orphans down the road. It's a conflict of interest. Stop big business mm -hmm. financing politics, and then you've kind of solved the problem at least 90%. But then that's assuming all politicians, people get into politics are generally good people. I would differ with you and say that's not the case. Um, you know, and if you want to see a good politician, I always look at Gandhi. He dressed poor, no matter his situation. And when they asked him to be prime minister after he got rid of the British, yeah, in 1947, what did he say? He said, no, I don't want to be your leader because one day a decision will have to be made that's going to be a conflict of my interest and the people's interest. And I don't think I'm strong enough to make the people's interest. interest. That's the man you want in power. Because you just tell him, when that decision's come, let us know and we'll make the decision for you. <laughs> but apart from that, you're good to go. That's the kind of leaders you want. You don't want big business, Coca-Cola or gun shops or whatever, you know, financing politicians. That's the last thing you need. You're sort of an argument for remedy, uh, remedy for problems. So, so that, so that's a lot like marriage, right? When you get married and and you know the wife says, "Honey, you make all the big decisions," and the guy says, "Okay," and then she says, "What about this?" He goes, "Honey, that's not a big decision yet. That's not a big decision yet. That's not a big decision yet." <laughs> so, what do we want to see from leaders moving forward? Before we wrap it up, moving forward, what? Let me say two characteristics that you would like to see in leaders moving forward. Matilda, let's start with you. I think emotional intelligence is a very important um, and then honesty, I think, transparency, uh, which is missing right now in the world. I don't think the leaders right now, they're very honest about what's going on. I, I don't think they're honest about what the plan is, especially we can see it with the COVID, what happened. and. Um, yeah, honesty right. and transparency and internet in emotional intelligence. Okay, so and Victor, what do you want to see? Two qualities. Um, there's a crisis going on in Nigeria right now, which is NSAS worldwide, NSAS police brutality. But emotional intelligence is not present when it comes to the president of Nigeria right now because the the um, the protests have been going on for over a week and he has not said a word. So intelligent, uh, emotional intelligence, zero. What the two qualities I would like to see is one, responsibility and transparency. That's it. Okay, and, and um, Nelson, what's your two? Um, it has to be accountability. <laughs> That's just um, what I was <laughs> it, it, it has to be accountability um, that they, they take on. They, this cannot be delegated and the other thing is a um, is taking a, a very long-term approach is that um, I am everyone's leader, okay? No one is going to get left behind, okay? There, there's space on the lifeboat for eight people. There's 12 people. One way or another, I'm taking all 12. All 12 are surviving. No one gets left behind. What would you sum that up as, as a quality? Um, but, but again, I, I see it as 
is a type of accountability is, you know, that person was given a leadership position, a leadership role. And, um, you know, I, I got to take you from point A to point B. And, and I have to make you happy in the trip. Well, let me take the word happy out. We have to get it done and feel good about it. And feel good doesn't mean happy. But we have to get across. We means all of us. Okay. Simon, what two qualities would you like to see? Characteristics well, or qualities? I don't think it's so much about characteristics. I think it's just 99.9% is accountability. If you, When you go into office, you have a, what you're going to do. And you've got to be seen to do that as well as you get kicked out, that accountability. I agree with transparency, but I don't think, like I said before, you're not going to get that until the politicians stop letting big business finance in. Um, I think people like actors, people could play the role of the poor man, the working class man. We've seen it 10 time and time again. I don't buy that any, any time at all. Um, I hope that answers your question. And Howler, what, what would you like to see? Uh, well, for me, I guess I will, uh, um, I don't know, like I feel I, we need to see more uh, transparency from our leaders, but I think it's not going to happen. <laughs> and also we need to see someone who articulates the vision and the intentions, because always when I see leader speech, they don't have a vision. They, they, all, they always say what we need to do, but there is no vision. And I've never seen a leader that talks about a real vision and what they will really want to do to change the society. And I think Which is a are... component of leadership right there. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so we've got lots of lots and lots of different characteristics there, lots of things that we would like to see in leadership. I want to see some good old-fashioned proper love. That's what I want to see, like knowing what it means to love your fellow human yeah. and knowing what that means when you're given that position of leadership and what Nelson said about taking everybody. I think if there was more love um, and more service, Mary's just come in with a, with a good word there, service. When you love your fellow human, it's very, very difficult, I think, to do some of the injustices that we've seen from leadership. It's also very difficult to be overrun by power, I think. So that's what I would say, wrapping it up for tonight. And that's it for another episode of Podcasters Unleashed. You can catch us here every week at 7 p.m. every Monday, 7 p.m. GMT time with more real podcasters with real stories and real talk. Until next time, see you around. Bye. Bye. Bye.